right? Not live, but we're recording. <laughs> Are we? Yeah. Oh, Good. okay. Good to go. All right. Well, thank you so much for uh, listening once again. Um, we Again, we do these in s- sporadically. We don't really uh, have scheduled times when they come out, so um, we'll always try and promote it a bit so you know when they do come oh, out. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it's been a solid... A month and a half of me being super busy, so I'll take most of the blame for uh, not being able to organize. It's fun properly, but anyways, man. Yeah, so we figured we'd hop back on here, and uh, I just figured I'd hop back on here and let everybody know that Monat is thirty percent off. Just kidding. What's that? Like all those Instagram girls. Oh yeah, yeah. I just. Figured I'd hop on here and tell you guys about my new sale. Dude, uh, it's just a $489 investment. Dude, dudes do that too, man. The supplement <laughs> yeah. guys. I know. I was just making more fun of the hop back on here. Pro thing. subs. Hashtag Fitstagrammers. Yeah, Fuck, Fitstagrammers make me laugh, man. Hashtag Fitspo. Hashtag men with tattoos. Hashtag. Oh, this stuff's so <laughs> lame, but whatever. In, hashtag influencer. Hashtag male model. We did not come on here to criticize everything. Um. Well, actually, that's literally the point of the podcast. Well, not not really. But well, kinda. I guess to to have both views, maybe those people are really to ask happy. the tough questions. Maybe those people are really happy with their bodies and feel the need to <laughs> feel the need to inspire others. Um. So the topic of today. What is the topic of today? Um, I don't know. Oh, we we're gonna talk about uh, SSRIs. Um, What's that? Those are antidepressants. What does SSRI stand for? Serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Reuptake. S-R-U-I? No. Inhibitor. Not uninhibitor. Serotonin reuptake R inhibitor. But you said S-R-R-I. Yeah. So serotonin. Reuptake inhibitor. I don't know why that. Oh, just let me double check here. Okay, S- yeah. There's got to be two R's. SSRI. Um, no, no. It means selective serotonin reuptake uh, inhibitor. Or antidepressants if you're stupid like me. Yeah. So um, I don't like to call them antidepressants. I like to call them SSRIs because that is what they are. I guess. I like they, to call them happy pills. Um, if you're happy and you know it, take your pills. Yeah. Take your meds. Yeah. Selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. So... Um, for the people who don't know um, what they are, they kind of level out your brain a bit. Um, I, I'm not going to go into the whole biology about them all because I'm sure that will just come out in the podcast. But I uh, took my last uh, little bit today. I've weaned off mine and today is my last day. Let's like trace it back though. Let's go back to like the history of yeah, your Yeah, let me talk experience. a little bit about like uh, my weaning off process though. And then we'll no, go. I think we should go. <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll go back to that. But I, uh, so I'm, I've been on SSRIs for I guess three years, and now I just uh, weaned off here. Um, took my last little bit today. Uh, I mean, I've been on a super low dose for three years, so uh, it was to the point where I, it wasn't really doing much anymore. So I figured, why not try and go off them? Uh, I'm a big advocate for SSRIs, but I am also a big critique of them. Critic, um, they're a critic. I uh, <laughs> I tend to <laughs> fence it a little bit, although I'm more pro SSRI slash antidepressants than I'm a critique. Just kidding, a critic of them. <laughs> then, you are, then you are a critique of them. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. I don't even know where to start. Uh, a lot of people out there are on them. Um, so what like pushed you to the point of help. having to? get on them in the first place three years ago. Uh, well, Cause late, I don't even know if I know this. Well, late twenties are really tough for a lot of people. Um, a lot of indecision, a lot of outside pressure people. Uh, you don't, you're kind of figuring out what to do with your life. You're like, Holy shit. Where am I? People are looking at you. Oh, he's 28. He's going to do all this. And you're trying to figure out, I got my career to finish and late twenties are just really, really tough. And if you ask anyone who's uh, 30 or over, they'll say the exact same thing. Um, it's it's a really weird time in your life of like pressure. So having said that, I when all that was happening, I lost a lot. But where I, I thought I had lost a lot, you know, I went through a lot. 
uh, when I was about 26, 27. Um, I wasn't sure what I was doing with my life career wise, all of that. And then everything kind of made some bad decisions. Um, and then everything just kind of came down type of bad decisions. Did you make, Uh, you you know what? I don't even think we really need to get into that. I think we should. No, we don't really need to. It's just being young and stupid and doing things that you shouldn't be doing. Um, Mm -hmm. we don't really need to talk about that a whole lot because I want to focus more on the SSRI point. I like talking about bad decisions though. Yeah, for sure. Well, we could have a whole (laughs) podcast on that, but anyways, I was, then I started getting panic attacks, I guess a little bit. Um, just because the anxiety was increasing and I wasn't really equipped with the tools to deal with that. I uh, didn't know about anxiety before. I didn't know about anything. I thought it was all bullshit to be honest. And then one day I had a panic attack and then I had another and another and another and then eventually went to the doctor and, um, and that's when I found out I was had possible panic disorder or something like that. And, uh, I went on Paxil 20 mils. Um, that a lot. No, super low dose. Um, Tens, like, I think the lowest, or like there's 5, 10, 15, 20, but people are on like 60 to 80 mils of that shit. Um, So I did that, and um, after thinking, you know, life was, holy fuck, it's hard as shit, right? Um, Did that, got on Paxil, finally after trying a bunch of different drugs like Effexor, uh, all these different SSRIs slash antidepressants. What's um, the difference between them all or is there, or is it just whatever works for you? Yeah, it's kind of whatever works for your brain. So your brain, uh, your brain chemistry, uh, is complicated in the, when it's trying to adapt to drugs. Like, uh, some, like some people swear by effects or some people swear by citalopram. Um, I think that's what it's called. I don't know. Some people swear by, um, Zoloft. <laughs> they um, all sound like street fighter characters. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> and, and, and some people swear by Paroxetine, which is what I took. And that's Paxil. And like I said, I took, uh, my last little bit of a pill. I weaned off from 20 milligrams. Um, I just kept cutting the pill, um, down. I took like 20 mils. Then I went down to 15 mils for a week, then 10 mils for two weeks, then now I did five mils for about a month and, and then I did less than, I guess, 2.5 because I just cut that five mil in half. Cause, uh, and then, so I took my last 2.5 mil uh, today for anyone who's getting off SSRIs, uh, withdrawals are very intense. So I, um, I can't stress how important it is to make sure that you're weaning off of them like I have done. Um, is it like supervised by a doctor, the weaning off process or are you just kind of, yeah, for sure. Well, so what happened was I went and got my prescription two months ago and she was like, she gave me, um, three month full, huge prescription. And she's like, here you go. Here's 60 pills or I guess they're 90 pills. And she's like, you can just start the weaning process off whenever you want in that. And she gave me the direction of how, because I had done it before, which Mm -hmm. we'll get to, I had done it before. So, um, we knew that that worked for my body. But um, nobody should go off that shit cold turkey um, because you'll have brain zaps, um, irritability, anxiety um, will come back full force and then you won't really know how to deal with it. Um, You'll have headaches, which I've had. That's been probably the most significant withdrawal symptom I've had. Um, And then mood swings are super, of course, because, right, you're, I mean, you've been on SSRIs, kind of what they do is just level you off. Uh, if I could, this is in a very layman's explanation of what they do is they um, kind of level off the chemistry of your brain. There's not too much of anything. There's not too little of anything. Um, it's just kind of, they just kind of level you off. So they're like, they treat people with major depressive disorder, people with panic attacks, generalized anxiety disorder, even people with erectile dysfunction and um people who are people who are premature ejaculators they actually prescribe um uh, so like let's say you're married and you're just a dude who can't last long which is fine um Uh they prescribe they'll give you like the lowest dose of so you don't come or what yeah so it can increase your so your better sex life um they'll just give you a super smoke because one of the i mean 
one of the uh, <laughs> sorry about that is just that you can't come yeah it just takes a bit that to, 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 to ejaculate um is the better term not to come <laughs> happy uh, pills yeah it does happen make everyone. you last longer <laughs> it does happen everyone but anyways um yeah so this it does happen everyone um what do you mean like not prematurely ejaculating like oh yeah yeah it's one of the symptoms so that's what it's like you paxil's the biggest one so that's why it's heavily prescribed towards men huh yeah life eh does it differ between men and women mm. like do no, women take um, paxil the one, the one thing um antidepressants do do the main side effect is it decreases um sex sex drive really yeah big time um in men and women. Um, I feel like that would be enough to ma- turn me off. Yeah, them. but but then once your body, uh, that's usually for the first six months to a year. And then once you're completely used to them, you can, um, you, you kind of adapt ways to, uh, huh. yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, so I am aw- I took my last pill today, which is great. Super pumped. I had tried to go off them before, or I did, and it was an awesome six months. And this was about in 2016. And it was a great six months off of them. Everything was great. And then um, one time I was just driving to Moose Jaw, uh, just kind of hanging out. And uh, I had a panic attack on the side of the highway, um, which was pretty intense because I didn't expect it. Nothing. I was feeling great. Um, so then I went to the doctor and said, yo, they're back. Um, panic attacks came back. And so they put me on Paxil. Um, now, for the stigma that's around antidepressants, uh, my journey is um, very positive with antidepressants. Um, I was in a really low place. I had stopped school. I wasn't really doing music anymore um, as I play music. I was just kind of calling in sick twice a week, my job. And so I went on Paxil. Now the first six months are always tough. Um, I can't stress that enough that you got to get through those to really feel the effects of uh, antidepressants and how how they can have a positive impact on your life. Um, so I I took them. I was so focused. I was very happy. Um, I finished school. I got a great job. Um, I figured out ways of self-care i started going to the gym every morning but so do you attribute then your positive experience solely to meds no because you have to work on yourself like i said i was going to the gym Mm -hmm. i was finishing school so all of these things will make you happier right is that what led you to making the decision to wean yourself off how do you mean well because if if meds are this positive thing in your life why get off them yeah totally so um yeah, so I, uh, I was going to get to that. Uh, so I guess, yeah, we can just jump right into that for sure. Um, I, Because I have been on them for three years and my life is very positive and very awesome right now, and because I've been on the same dose for three years, so my they're essentially not doing too much anymore because I haven't increased the dose. Um, because... And because I've been doing so much research, I've been really working at myself for three years, really working at what's good for me, what makes me happy, getting rid of the stuff in my life that didn't make me happy, um, and all of that, right? Which which can sometimes throw uh, people who know you in a loop because you got to get rid of some stuff that mainly people know you for. Um, so because I've done all that, read a lot. Uh, because I really am a am, am a big advocate for people with anxiety and self care, I decided that uh, I love to challenge myself, and it's uh, something that I want to do. And I feel like I just I I really know I really want to experience the emotions that sometimes uh, antidepressants kind of um, what's the word take away, um, which is uh, which is a a critique I have of them. So, um, yeah, like that's one thing I noticed with my friends and family who are all sort of on SSRIs or happy pills is that I feel like there's no like extremity to their feelings. Like they don't get too sad. They don't get too happy. It's just kind of level, super level. Yeah. And sometimes 
I think that's one of the biggest critiques. I don't think there should be a stigma. I think that's stupid that there's a stigma. Yeah, because just, they just help way too many people. Yeah, it, it doesn't really make sense to me, the arguments towards it. The, the one that um, gets me, though, sometimes, or the one that I can kind of see is like part of human life is experiencing highs and lows, right? Yep. And I, f- I really feel like sometimes happy pills don't necessarily allow you the capability to, to feel those highs and lows. Yeah, more so they don't allow you the capability to feel the lows, right? And that's, yeah, or that, the highs, though. Yeah, like, but, but, but I mean, the lows are what really makes yeah. people depressed, right? Yeah, and like, I mean, everyone gets sad, you know? And I think sadness is such an important part of life because mm-hmm. then it helps you appreciate the times when you're not feeling sad. Yeah, and like, I mean, I agree with that, but um, we can't paint a broad brush on what's how sadness and happiness really affects people. I guess I think that that's just the hard part of determining whether or not you should go on meds or not is like, are you just sad? (laughs) Yeah. Like, is it just like, cause for me, like I have these moments throughout my whole life where it's honestly like good years, bad years, good quarters, bad quarters. Yep. And I just always wait it out and it always comes back around. Yeah. Like, I mean, people like you have that ability um, and, and ability is kind of the main word. You have the the ability to be able to cope with those things without a little bit of help. Um, you don't think? Uh, no, I don't think everyone has that ability. I think some people's brain chemistry is a little bit weak. I think some people take lows very, very low to where they don't have to be that low. So like, what is that attributed to though? Because like for me, maybe I think growing up in a competitive sporting environment, I grew up playing lacrosse and all these different sports. You kind of learn or you develop tools to be able to overcome adversity or whatever. Yeah. Or like last out the shitty times your team loses come back the next game and try and win or whatever like I think maybe that me growing up in that type of environment and staying in that type of environment until college maybe that is like what 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 do you have around you yeah that you don't necessarily have around you in life though what do you mean support fans people cheering you on yeah you don't have that in life you don't have that luxury not everyone has that luxury of support, fans, people cheering them on when they're down. I guess I'm just trying to figure out how I am different than you. Well, no, you're just, you, you, you just don't need them, which is a great thing. Um, uh, could you be on them sometimes? Yes. Probably. Sometimes you piss me off and I'm like, yeah, you stress as fuck. Maybe take a pill. <laughs> but uh, but, but, you then don't, I look, but then I look at that and I'm like, well, everyone gets stressed. I just need to figure out better ways of managing that stress not necessarily medication and, and that is great which is why uh, and, and i agree with that which is why i decided to go off them to try it out right but for um, you i think they were also at at its worst it yeah. was like really affecting your life yeah, your ability was, your ability yeah. to just get on like i said i was uh, i had a job with uh, i had a great job and i was calling sick three times a week and i wasn't even sick i was just like couldn't i didn't want to have a panic attack at school yeah, you know, just uh, so so for me, it was really affecting my life. Mm-hmm. Like you can handle stress to the point where it doesn't really get in your day to day life of having to to be to do something and be successful and accomplished. Um, but for I mean, me, it, for me, it was really fucking me up that way. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, it definitely like stress definitely affects my life. Like there are days where I like wake up and I'm like, I just want to stay here. Yeah, and that's I don't want to move. But like, I feel like I just think patience is like a huge thing and i think a lot of people um don't have patience and don't have the trust that it's all going to kind of turn back around mm-hmm. yeah uh, people don't have that um people don't have the patience to wait around for their life to get better uh and um i mean it's such a weird thing I, I, it's interesting how like 
depression and anxiety and these mental health battles is like a recurring theme in our it's probably the most recurring theme that we have yeah I, I think it's because it is sort of like the most prevalent thing in all of our lives right now is this it is and i do think talking about it too much though uh, further alienates people so i don't really like to always be like mental health and yeah, this right. and mental health that because it seems like we only really care about mental health to to a certain capacity. I mean, no one cares about the the thousands of people in poverty that mm-hmm. <laughs> that need mental that have depression and right. like like all this stuff. Like, I, I don't know. Anyways, yeah, no, I, I agree. I I, I think don't want to some... get into that too much, but yeah. No, I know. I think that's a good point. I think that a lot of the the I just I the public opinion surrounding mental health comes from like white heterosexual heterosexual yeah not necessarily just males but like it comes no, no, from it's, the it's the not affluent, middle, middle not class, affluent but yeah class. like people who don't necessarily have it as bad as like yeah yeah and i like, know it's all relative but it is an interesting point to yeah, say like well, well it is i see all of these like mental health organizations and non-profit organizations around nowadays that are literally their their demographic and fan base is seriously solely white yeah, men and women like their friends like like <laughs> where where there are people on the streets that that are just alienated from that mm. it's like nobody cares about these people in poverty who have been depressed for 50 plus years mm-hmm. and no one has given a shit but now because it's really got to like the middle class problem. Yeah. What is that? I wonder now. Well, well it's just because it's more recognized now. Right. Because back in the day, if you were a a man, you couldn't be depressed and admit it. You were just, people would be like, you're a fucking loser. Like go to war and kill a bunch of people and come back and your wife will cook for you severely depressed as well, but nobody cares about her. And then, so event, so now it's to the forefront where it's like people can talk about it, which is a great thing. But I, it does alienate people. So I don't really like to um, be this crazy mental health is important guy because everyone experiences life differently. Yeah. And and sometimes even coming out and like being an advocate might just, people might just be like, okay, my situation's not like that. I don't, you know, so. So then how has the weaning off process been in well, the past been good. couple of months? It's been great. Any negative? Uh, no, just headaches um, and mood swings. Uh, so like... Um, One of the reasons why I really uh, wanted to get off of them is because with antidepressants, you don't really experience emotions like you should, right? Um, Like you're kind of meant to. So, so for me, I haven't cried in three years, which is, um, which is, I mean, cool too, but it's important to, (laughs) to experience that emotion when it comes. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I wasn't sad. I'm sad, but it's just your, your body just has a different way of processing sad because yeah. you're on antidepressants. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, like I, I, uh, you've had like moments where you're like grumpy and mm-hmm. I haven't seen you grumpy in yeah. like three years. So it's like kind of nice to see you grumpy again. Yeah. So there's the positive <laughs> antidepressants too, maybe. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's nice to be able to feel those emotions, uh, to a deeper level. Yeah. When you can, when you have the tools to deal with them. Now I do. I I mean, it's been four years of working my ass off, working on myself and, and figuring out what works for me and doesn't. So, so in terms of like access in Canada, does everyone have equal access to meds in Canada? No, they're expensive. Um, I, so you're covered. Uh, I'm, I'm covered. I mean, they're not that expensive though. Like how much of you have no coverage? Uh, 20, 20 bucks for like a month. For no coverage? 28 bucks if you have no coverage or something like that. Yeah. Um, um, people in, they have special support programs and uh, and they have uh, for uh, access to those for people in poverty. Mm-hmm. So um, people who, who really suffer from mental health issues. And let's look uh, for the listeners listening. My situation is mild. Um, some people out there really struggle. I have never tried to commit suicide. I've never been severely depressed where I'm like, life is over. I'm, so please don't. Yeah, yours My was, situation yours doesn't just... match yours. So please, I'm only promoting um, critiques that I have of antidepressants and positives that I have of antidepressants. And, and you don't need to even worry about that if you don't want. Um, 
What was the worst side effect that you experienced from medication over the past three years? Uh, not being able to um, cry. That's that probably not being able to. Uh, I remember. Did you get fat? Uh, yeah, but you know, you know what? No, I didn't. Um, but that is, <laughs> that's a huge thing. People gain like 60 pounds, but I mean, I, I, I make sure I go to the gym every day and, and not overindulge with food. And, yeah. um, but sometimes that doesn't even matter. Cause yeah, the, some of the, the people that I know mm-hmm. take medication, definitely that oh, yeah. is a side effect and it's not like fat. It's like chunky. I know people not even chunky. It's like flubby, fluffy. It's, it's like, like, uh, bloated. Yeah, like bloat. Yeah, that's what it does. Yeah. 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 Antidepressants kind of bloat you in a weird way and makes you look really fat. It makes you look full of water. Yeah. I know people who, who went on them and like literally gained 30 pounds in like six months and like that's they crazy. look like a different person. See, and then that makes people want to get off of them. Yeah. And, and, and that's the, that's a shitty side effect that a lot uh, that the pharmaceutical companies are really trying to combat right now um, because a lot of people are super fucking happy but they're not happy with their bodies. So they go yeah. off them and would rather be severely depressed and skinny than happy yeah. and fat, uh, which is pretty sad. Um, but what uh, a weird, yeah, I got, yeah, I got lucky. I don't know. Um, I think they, at first when you start taking them, they, they, they get you fat. Like, I mean, I'd be, I'll probably lose 10 pounds probably now yeah. that I'd be off of them because I have been off of them before right. and like I lost 10 pounds Just drop the weight. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you think that meds are overprescribed, underprescribed, or uh, overprescribed? Overprescribed. See, that's where how, how lot, come? That's where a lot of people with depression might disagree with me, and that's why, like I said, um, I agree my situation's with you. not anything to do with you. So the reason why I feel like they're overprescribed is because the brain doesn't fully develop really until you're about twenty-five years mm-hmm. old. And they're giving children or, or teenagers antidepressants. Uh, and I get that it, it, it really helps teens and ADD medication and all of that. Sure. Um, it's tough out there to be a teenager these it's days. It's tough out there. Um, but uh, I don't really think that um, a doctor, a teenager crying about maybe being bullied or a teenager coming in and maybe just being like, I can't. I don't care about school. I don't yeah. care about my friends. I don't think we should necessarily be like, Oh, here's a pill. There you go. Just take, get out of here. Yeah. No, no, we Neither should, do I. you I know, feel life like is, life is fucking really hard, hard and it is tough. And there are going to be people to bully you in life. There are going to be people that, um, alienate you. There are going to be people you don't like. There are going to be things you don't like that you just have to fucking do. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that is life. And, and I feel like, when someone comes in the doctor with those stressors, and I know this, someone could literally go into the doctor and be like, yeah, just, ah, something's weird. I just, I hate my job. Oh, here you go. Yeah. Boom. That's the thing. Like if, cause one doctors get kickbacks from prescribing different, they, they do different brands. Of they meds. do. And some doctors are it's worse amazing. in the States. It's yeah. definitely better here, but still that is a thing. Yeah. But then secondly, I feel like not all options are exhausted first. Like, Okay, well, what aren't you doing? Oh, they're never. Let's try and do some of those things that might help this before we give you a prescription. Like, so, so that's the thing um, that's difficult. Like what's too. your diet like? Yeah. What, what, uh, how often do you exercise? Um, do you have any hobbies? Exactly. Like, and and that's why I think they're overprescribed is because all those avenues aren't explored. Mm-hmm. Um, because the doctor is getting kicked back and we're not, I'm not painting doctors, the broad brush. There have been doctors that are amazing that do not overprescribe and refuse to prescribe opiates. Yeah, and no, those we're, doctors we're are talking fucking gen- awesome. We're talking generally. But, but, we're but not. generally, um, and the thing is, is that they'll say therapy, but you are only, a doctor can only ref- give you, refer you refer to a psychiatrist you, and it takes six months to even get into one. So yeah. they, so you're on the antidepressants for six months before you even see the psychiatrist before those avenues that you just suggested. Uh, and by, and by then the medication's helping you. And by then the medication's either helping you or made you suicidal. And which is a, that's another side effect, which is another side effect. Really? So, so that's why I feel like they're overprescribed is because you can literally go into the doctor and be like, yo, I just, life is hard. And, and before anything, 
I wonder how the legalization of marijuana is going to change that if they're going to start prescribing. Well, well I know weed. that CBD oil helps a lot of people who are on antidepressants for anxiety that, that take CBD oil now. I know a few people um, that they don't need because um, CBD oil is like helps inflammatory, I, yeah, right? It, it helps it, like uh, it's an anti-inflammatory. Yeah. So like it, that causes anxiety. Oh, so, yeah, big um, time. so it helps a shit ton of people with anxiety. So, But so expensive. Is it? So expensive. What's the cost? Um, for like a small bottle, like the one in the fridge right now. Yeah. You seen that bottle? Yeah. Yeah. I it's took like some a, actually the other weekend. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed it's all gone. Uh, um, no, no. <laughs> I only took, th- I put like three drops under my tongue. Did you notice anything? Cause I, I did. I felt amazing. I felt good. T- like, like uh, dude, I've been kind of, kind of like the body was on a cloud a bit, which I don't know is if it's, <laughs> that's a good thing or not, but see, I did feel pretty relaxed. See, I, uh, I felt like it gave me the benefits of marijuana and yeah. cannabis, I yeah. guess I should say. Um, without being high, yeah, without being dumb. Yeah, without, that's, that's what it felt like for sure. Um, and that is kind of like for someone like me, something really good. Like, because I don't like to be super baked. I don't like to be yeah, dumb. So, so, I, so it's crazy that you're, uh, you're taking CBD and so you do need a little bit of help then, but I think you, yeah. you more so want to do it just to experiment. Eh? I, I was just trying it out to see. I, I don't think it like is life changing by any means. It's yeah. not like it like took away my stress mm-hmm. overly it just i just enjoyed it um but it's too expensive i would need a prescription and i would need to be covered by health canada yeah and they don't cover the, it yet or what i don't know they, how that's uh oh you need a, a, some sort of a pain or some sort of a no, like they, arthritis or something well that you need it prescribed yeah. you can get it without prescription and it's like over 100 bucks for oh, one of those man. bottles what yeah or you can get it uh prescribed and then i think you have to pay for it and then they reimburse you wow after that's crazy so i don't know i think but i i really think like i wonder how things like cbd oil um i wonder how that's going to affect prescribing meds well i think it would be cool for that to be a, a first avenue first step yeah when, when people do are do suffer from like i guess anxiety and panic attacks and all of that but i also think like the first step should be okay. Of Maybe course. I'll send you to a nutritionist yeah. to see how your fucking diet is. Because well, who knows? Maybe someone's over-consuming in something that just is making them feel like shit. Well, yeah, that, like and you can rule all those things out. That that's just it. And like I said, when I was doing that, when I went into the doctor the first time, it wasn't working out. I um, was sleeping around maybe too much i was kind of being uh, uh i lived on my own I, I really didn't like i was d- sometimes doing drugs um, so like i said those avenues weren't explored when i went into the doctor yeah, it was just boom, it wasn't here's it, paxil yeah it wasn't like oh so maybe stop um trying meaningless connections with people maybe stop yeah. uh, maybe just don't do drugs so much maybe use them more recreationally maybe um um try going to the gym because that's what you used to do and now you haven't in six months you know that none of that was explored yeah you know what's interesting is when when we had uh rinto on the podcast Mm -hmm. um he was saying that when he decided to um i don't know how you say it transition from a transition from a female to a male from a female to a male they needed three um appointments yeah before they would go ahead with the procedure yeah. or whatever because they need to put time in between each well, session the, and they need to assess your mental state, which yeah. was cool because I had no idea that that's what they did. Exactly. Which is cool. I think that's great. And I yeah. think, why can't we do the same? Why can't we make that like a mandate and do the same, put it in policy yeah. that you need three visits before you can just get prescribed Paxil. And the first visit they assess you, they assess the different things in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or whatever. Happy pills. You know, I'm not the most politically correct. but No, 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 no. I just didn't want it because there's so many other versions in Paxil. But yeah. you're right, though. Yeah, SSRIs. Um, like, why don't we... The first thing, they assess their whole life. So how often do you work? What's your diet like? Tell me what you ate this whole week. Yeah. Um, how often do you exercise? Do you have any hobbies? And then they put a little plan together with that assessment and then you have a follow-up in maybe a month and 
you ask them, have you been doing everything we talked about, blah, blah, blah. The second assessment's like, okay, well, let's try something else. Or if this is seems to be working, let's keep doing this. Like, mm-hmm. I don't understand why that's not. Well, I can tell you it's because um, um, it's a pharmaceutical it's a business. Company. Pharmaceuticals yeah. are corporate. Um, it's a fucking business. It's money, man. It's money, so money, is, money. But so is transition surgeries. Yeah, but it's like different. It is, but if it's lucrative. Yeah. Well, I mean, but yeah, it is different. I know it's a lot easier for a doctor to say, here's some pills and get $500 kickback from the pharmaceutical company. Yeah, exactly. And like, not only that, um, I think the efficacy, like rate, the amount of people SSRIs have actually helped Helped, is way, um, higher than the people they haven't helped yeah so um true i mean science is amazing so that is why i am a big advocate for people who uh, but who, i'm not saying antidepressants. i'm not saying nope. ban science or oh, ban for pills. sure no for sure um i just want to go back to like um i just i embrace the fact that i needed a little hand um it really changed my life mm-hmm. for the better um Paxil really helped me remain focused, helped me kill it, helped me like figure out my life, um, get shit back on track, maybe not be as sad. Um, but now it's time that I, I really want to, uh, uh, because I have the tools now, I want to be sad. So then do you think Because that- I want to like challenge myself in a different way that pills doesn't really allow you to challenge, you know? But do you think that... Uh, that- lifetime prescriptions are a good thing or oh, yeah. do you, you do i do yeah yeah i think that there are people that should be on them for the rest of their life why um like why can't they be on them until they're like you ready to ex- ready and ready and willing to experience sadness or well i'm sure a that, type of deeper sadness yeah. i guess we could say so most not everyone does SSRIs for the first time and then stays on them till they die. No, I know. Actually, it's probably they Pro- it's they probably have tried less, to get yeah. off of them before and and it came back and they couldn't deal with it and that's what happened the first time I tried to get off them. It came back full force and I was like, "Fuck, I thought I had it under control." But I didn't. Um so it's all about like experimenting. Now there are people who should be on them for the rest of their lives or, or should do need a little hand because they just literally can't experience the low. They can't, as soon as they get low, they think about suicide or they're destructive towards family and relationships. And, and I mean, people who have bipolar, they need to be on it for the rest of their lives. Like they can't experience those points of low. Right. That's a little different though. That's manic. Like that's, Yeah, I, I understand that type, but I'm, I'm more referring to people who are on low doses of SSRIs. Like for, for their whole life? Yeah, that are just trying to maintain. Yeah, they just, um, it's really weird because I don't have a, a, a crazy opinion on that. I think it's because I'm not obviously a critic of, of pharmaceuticals and SSRIs and all that, that I think it's fine if you want to take a low dose for the rest of your life. I, I think there's nothing wrong with maybe not wanting to be sad sometimes yeah, um, see, I, which which I you're different I, that way well dude it i don't know if there is a better feeling than the way you feel after you cry oh yeah for like, sure but but i mean that's that's me so a lot of people can cry on that a lot of people are overly emotional yeah um yeah no i get that you're right that's your thing but i i just mean like i think experiencing happiness in its in a form where it's not kind of taken back by SSRIs Mm -hmm. and I'm speaking from someone who has no experience with it so obviously like if you take SSRIs for sure don't get mad at me because this is an ignorant thing to say but no I think it's 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 always cool to hear the side of people like you who have never I'm also very pro meds yeah like I I have no qualms with meds i just think like it's good to feel really really sad Mm -hmm. because it allows you to appreciate the times when you feel really really happy that's kind of why i like living in saskatchewan because 
fuck for eight months of the year i'm freezing and so when summer comes i just live it up in the summer oh, yeah. and enjoy Same. the shit out of it yeah yeah winter really fucks with you here yeah and gotta, it would fuck with you got to stay on top of it but yeah but like i think you like you said um it's it is really fucking good to be really sad to really know when those moments of happiness are, are intense um but like you but, shouldn't push it away or no, you I shouldn't know. you shouldn't wish it away forever some sometimes you might be going through something in your life that like being that type of sad or being that type of depressed or angry or frustrated might not suit your lifestyle at this particular moment, but you shouldn't wish it away forever. You should be willing to welcome it at some point in the future when you're a little bit more equipped to handle something yeah, di- difficult. Uh, yeah. And I think the argument against that, which I love, I, I totally agree with you. I think the argument against that is that um, people can't ever get over experiencing sadness. They, they never have those moments of happiness. Yeah. Like there's literally never a moment where they wake up and they're like, holy shit, the sun's out. Wow, the clouds look yeah. cool. You know, like uh, I know, they, they don't really, they can't really experience that feeling that you that we get sure. sometimes when we're at the cabin and we're like, "Fuck, life is easy. It's so yeah. good." Yeah. I, again, I think it's important to point out that like I have a pretty uh, fortunate life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know we do, I mean? and like, which is why I hate being like a middle-aged white dude talking about getting health. off pills like it's nothing. Yeah, and when, when when people and maybe even listeners are be, are probably going to be like, "Fuck, I wish I could get off pills, but I just right. can't." You know, right. fuck this guy. Yeah, um, and I want to make it clear we're also not shaming anybody. Like, no, shit, I'm yeah. just asking these questions because I want to like learn more about it, and I want to like maybe learn through asking weird questions yeah. you and know? i think and i think this is cool because it's not really a mental health podcast it's more so how have pills affected like how yeah. have they affected your brain so for me do you think they have like permanently affected your brain um no but they've allowed me to see things that may be shocking or sad in a different light but yeah. it's also because while i was on them I was learning tools, different ways to deal with things, or I would see the benefits of how meds help me deal with that. Mm -hmm. So now I'll try and deal with things in the way that they assisted me in dealing with, you know? So something at work really pissed me off. And this is what I've had to deal with lately because my mood swings have intensified a bit and I've definitely been a lot more grumpier at at work. So something happens at work that's really crazy. Um, When I was on Paxil, I was the most chill guy ever. I would that that's why I was so good at my fucking yeah, job because you're because literally difficult enough, parts of it wouldn't affect you no like the type it, of level that they might you just now. be you yeah you just be like yeah whatever it'll be over tomorrow now that shit bugs me to the point where an hour goes by and I'm still sitting at my desk thinking about it and I'm really bugged by it so I have to like step away and be like okay you don't you're not getting the help the chillness that you had. So learn to fucking bring that into your everyday life. So now it's just, I'm learning how to deal with something and push it away and reading books and meditating and stuff like that, like the power of now, um, which I know we don't really like because it's really metaphysical and weird, but there are some things on it which have helped me. Reading that book helped me be like, that's just something that it's a pain body. Just take it away. I can't say I don't like that book. I just found it. A difficult read yeah because it was just too uh impractical for yeah. the way i live my life i guess like i can't just <laughs> i can't just be in every second and yeah. i don't know it's just like a little it's too unrealistic for the way i live my life yeah and it, and it is and it's definitely uh, that book definitely is i mean it's a demographic right mm-hmm. it's like yeah, it's a cult classic. It it's like pointed like. to a demographic too. You can't you can't take someone in extreme poverty with all of these environmental issues and be like, read this book. Power yeah. It might help for sure, but there's external things that need to be taken care yeah, of. But I think the power relative. the power of now um, by Eckhart Tolle isn't really the good thing about it is it's not trying to tell you that this will change your right. environment. It's mm-hmm. just telling you that this will change your inner. Mm-hmm. peace so although your environment may be shitty it changes the way you think about those mm-hmm. shitty things which is which has helped me which is why i want to uh, experience life maybe without paxil um if i need it again 
cool bring it on no problem i don't care but um i i'm i'm, I'm super pumped to to spend the next little bit um, the thing that kind of scares me about meds is that like obviously it's going to enhance your life whether you're really sick or not really sick obviously it's going to enhance yeah, your that. experience in life so like going back to real life without meds yeah, yeah might be too mundane for people and they might just not want to be not want to experience life that way anymore so that part kind of makes me a little weary yeah because yeah. it's like it's a good point because it's like me you know like I, th- I think that's the problem with any drugs, not even just SSRIs. It's a problem with heroin. That's a problem with opioids. Yeah. Like it makes, it's a little bit better than experiencing life without them. Yeah. You know? Experiencing like, reality flat sober or yeah. flat in and your, so in when your you right go, mind. When you go back to an, uh, a sober life, let's call it, or like a, a life without a life without a brain assisting without drug. Yeah. yeah. Um, it might just be too mundane for you and you might not, be like you might not be interested in in it anymore yeah and that's uh, especially long term i think that's why i think that's why when you're on them you need therapy you Mm -hmm. need hobbies you need tools you need all of these things before you even think about going off of them because life is going to be drastically you're going to experience the lows but you're also not going to be as happy possibly I think think therapy should be hand in hand with it. I think think everyone who gets prescribed meds should also get prescribed therapy. Well, it's weird. In Canada, therapy is this kind of a little bit taboo. Everyone thinks it's like this fucking thing that... But in the States, seeing a shrink, everybody does it. It's normal, yeah. It's completely normal. It's healthy as shit, man. Man, I I always say, like, I, I would... For sure, go to therapy if I could afford it. Well, for for me, it's like you don't even need to call it therapy. What you need to call it is you get to go in front of someone and vent your fucking life out, and they don't get. They just listen. Yeah, they just fucking let you rant for an hour. You know how beneficial that is to to. You know how beneficial it is to rant your fucking day out and then have nobody try and give you all these. Well, you're not doing this. Well, you're not. Yeah, it's beneficial. Or have a. perspective that has no investment in your situation yeah because everyone around you in your daily day-to-day life has some sort of investment in you as a person so their perspective is kind of coming from within that angle of knowing you knowing who you are what what you're like Mm -hmm. um but this uh, a third party that doesn't really know anything about your life outside of the room that you're in talking it's important I feel like it's so beneficial. That's why I always say, like, if I could go to therapy, if I could afford therapy, mm-hmm. I would. But I, I wouldn't even be able to go to the doctor and request therapy. Isn't well, that funny? Well, but I well, could get meds. Well, no, yeah, but you have. Um, I find that usually so usually through plans at work, you can figure out a way to get covered therapy. Um, for me, I can I get part like I get partial coverage. Yeah. So yeah. I get like twenty five a session of a hundred dollar session. I still can't afford it. Yeah, for sure. Like that's like yeah, over a hundred. That but uh, but I'm not in therapy anymore. But I was for about a year before you moved back from um, Chile. Yeah, but don't you think that like is it's kind of fucked up that I can go get a bottle of medication right now, but I can't get therapy that could be totally beneficial to me. It can of be course. beneficial to anyone whether you're fine, doing totally good in life yeah. or not. You can go to uh, some places where you can get free therapy though. Um, uh, we'll tell you about those after because I don't want to plug anything or yeah, but then step I'm, on toes. But. Then people will shit on me for fucking taking advantage of social assistance that other people need more. Yeah. Well, it's all relative, man. It's fucked. If you up, need man. it, you need it. Um, I don't need it though. I want it. Yeah, I just want to go. F- I I just loved the fact that I just went to this dude and I just fucking like would vent and he'd be like, man, totally get it, bro. Yeah, there's some things you just don't want to tell the people that you're close no, to. No, because they always just try and give you tools or try and like or they'll they're, look they're, they're always get... or they're always yeah that they'll look at you different or they'll be like they'll be like well you know if you stop doing this it's like yeah they always have like something to say that's why like that's why family 
support is not therapy. Yeah, ever. I, I agree. It never is. It's family not that support, it's bad. Family support's beautiful. Yeah. But it's not therapy. In fact, sometimes family support can it's fuck the opposite, is the yeah. opposite of therapy. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can make you feel worse. Yeah. So um, when everyone's always like, I have a good life, but I'm sad, but I have like a good family. I'm always like that. That's totally different than therapy, man. Like having a good uh, mom or dad that's willing to listen. It's not, it's not therapy. It's just having a good family. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that like I, or I hope, I guess I should say that like moving forward in the future of mental health or whatever of this huge conversation that's blowing up everywhere. I really think that we start to like, put together realistic plans that don't just help people who really need it, but yeah. also help people that can benefit from it. Oh, for sure. Um, because I think that it, it starts at the bottom, but it ends at the top. Mm-hmm. And if we can all kind of meet somewhere in the middle, that it's better for everybody. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think it's great. I really liked your point about, you know, having like the three session thing or um, that, that would be awesome. But unfortunately, or, or what about, not the world or what about making it man or i don't like the word mandatory but making it a part of the plan to go to therapy when you get prescribed meds yeah so when i first experienced uh, anxiety 26 got a breakup stuff was really horrible i was also prescribed clonazepam which is an opiate yeah i remember it's kind of like an ativan that was like a creepy drug yeah it's it just that that's fucked that stuff and nobody should do i don't even give a shit yeah um but so i got prescribed that so they're cool this was a cool story that i have because at the time i was so pissed off at him but my doctor was away on vacation um and i need to get my clonazepam prescription refilled and it's an opiate so your body's used to it so i couldn't just miss a day right otherwise i go through withdrawals i needed to wean off of them so i go into the fucking doctor and it's this dude and random dude. You don't know. Yeah. And, and I'm like, I just need this prescription refilled. And he's like, I don't deal with opiates. Sorry. And I'm like, no. And he's like, no, I just don't agree with them. Sorry. I'm not going to, he's like, you're fine. And, and at the time I was so fucking mad at him. I was like, Jesus, I need my fucking prescription. Like, God damn it. I need to get through yeah, life. Kind I, rem- of thing. I remember that. Actually. And now I'm just like, I wish I could just hug that guy and be like, you know, you're doing a fucking good thing by yeah. not prescribing opiates, by by being, by looking at someone in the eye and being like, everything so, will well, be cool. What would, you, what, would you, what would you say about that, though, to somebody who feels that clonazepam has benefited their life in the same way that Paxil has benefited yours? It's an opiate. It's a really ranked drug, so it's not, I, I can't get behind that. It's not the same. It's not the same. It's yeah. uh. Um, and sure it helps their life, but in a, it, it, by m- making you completely stoned. fucking numb yeah. and stoned. Dude, I remember when you were on it, it was definitely nothing like well, Paxil. Oh no, no, <laughs> like, no, no, no. It's because it's, uh, opiates make you numb to yeah. life. Like literally n- I didn't care about fuck all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I went off that shit. Fuck. Thank God. And, uh, stuck to just Paxil. Fucking great. Changed my life. Antidepressant was really working, finished school, all of that. It was awesome. So now I just kind of got to a point where I'm like, I want to try and just kind of get off them again. So um, more, more to that story later, Alex, we'll definitely follow up throughout the next yeah. few episodes and yeah. see, check in. Yeah, because um, they say like the first uh, or they say like the first two months are easy because it's still in your system. Bit. Right. Um, and, and at the three month mark, your, your brain has completely flooded out the SSRI. Yeah. So, um, I guess, yeah, we, we could we'll follow up and then around that three month mark. Yeah. I can talk about like the, the challenges or the benefits and, and, mm-hmm. and all of that. But I, I, I do just want it to be like comfortable for people to, to, to just be like, yeah, I take meds. They, they're, they're killer. They help. And so I guess doing this, when you asked me to do it, I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? I'm down. Yeah, and if and if anybody has any questions relating to this or wants advice, don't come to me. Come to Teeth. <laughs> yeah, uh, honestly, just ask me. I know, I know of quite a few people that are very open about it uh, on social media and always take and always say like, yeah, back on pills, right on. Life got so much better, um, and that's fucking awesome. So if you want to talk about like how I got off them or something, you can. 
always just reach out to me. No problem. Um, again, I I tried getting off them before lasted six months, went back on this time. I'm going to, uh, I have tools. I've done my homework. I really want to experience life, uh, the really shittiness of it, I guess, because life is fucking hard. So I want to experience the shittiness of it. And I think that's why I want to challenge myself. I'm one of those people that always likes to challenge myself with shit. So, yep. And uh, if you're a public policy expert in the city or in the province, uh, feel free to reach out to me. I have a lot of great ideas and I think I could really, you know, solve the mental health uh, debate. No, you did have. A, <laughs> Just kidding. You did have a lot of good, uh, a, lot, uh, but a lot of good suggestions, though. Not a lot of people or uh, m- most people actually who have never done medication or have never done an SSRI. Most people are 98% against it yeah because they don't they they don't know what it's like for to have mm-hmm. something like that drastically change your life well, no i've seen it help the people like in for life, example so I, I can't be against yeah, it for example uh, joe rogan when he talks about it it's very very blind yeah it comes from his his own life. personal experience yeah. in life yeah and and, yeah. and like i feel like when he talks about it that's when like usually i just ignore the podcast i'm like here we go again you can talk about how ssris like destroy life and like people can't handle it yeah uh, and i love the guy but um, to, to his credit too though at least he brings on guests he does that will argue with him yeah he brings and, on like and scientists he, and he brings on both sides of it that's what one thing about his podcast that's always nice is he even though he might have some sort of bias, personal bias, he does bring on guests that are on both sides of the debate. And I think it's helpful. Um, Oh, for sure. But yeah, anyways, uh, it was good to be back. Uh, We will definitely be doing more of these in the future, the hosted episodes, but we're also going to get some guests. Yeah. Thanks for uh, hearing uh, my little spiel. Yeah, no, I think it it was really helpful. It should uh, uh, should resonate with a lot of people. So, yeah, yeah, and 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 if you're on SSRIs and you're killing life, right on. Yeah, and if you, uh, if any of you guys are like me and just kill it all the time, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't uh, need help. <laughs> Strength in needing help, though, people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. Well, make sure you guys follow us at the Elevators Podcast on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can find us at the Elevators Podcast on we have, Facebook. We have Twitter. Yeah, I only use it to post the episodes. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's. I'm glad that you're aware, though. Um, <laughs> I don't really do anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and yeah, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, and we it would really help us out if you rated the podcast. Um, it just helps us in the in all the different stores wherever you get your podcasts. So, um, thanks again for listening, and we will be back sometime next week, or the week after, or the month later. No, we'll try. We'll try for next week. Yeah, it's pretty we, easy uh, to well, do. I these, think it's so. easy now because you're yeah. home for a bit. So, yeah, I don't have any travel plans coming up Probably. for pretty much the whole summer, so I'm excited to yeah. be back. Yeah, we might be able to do a couple here. I mean, we're all moving away, so the studio is going to be no longer. But yeah, we'll I there'll, but be yeah. New, there, there'll be a new spot. I'm going to go enjoy the arts festival now playing tonight. So yeah. I'm stoked. Yeah. You guys, the cathedral arts festival will be done by the time you hear this. So we won't even plug it. Alrighty. <laughs> we will talk to you guys, uh, later next week. Later. All right. So. Bra, bra, bra. Enjoy. I love to stay in chat. Above the beers around.